Hey, Howard Jacobson here from Plant Yourself Podcast, Sick to Fit and Well Start Health. So I want to talk to you today about the dangers of gamification. So what is gamification? Essentially, gamification is when you take an activity or a goal and you turn it into a game. So a game has rules, it has challenges, and it has rewards. So the idea is, let's say you want to exercise more. And if your idea is, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to exercise and I'm going to go for runs and I'm going to do all this stuff. And I'm going to, the reward is going to be in three weeks or six months or two years, I'm going to be stronger, faster, fitter, skinnier, whatever. And so the rewards can vary from someone who wants to simply have the stamina to walk around the block to at the other end, someone who wants to be on the gold medal podium at the Olympics. So there are very different arcs of rewards. The idea of gamification is that you don't just wait for the big reward, but you give yourself little rewards along the way. And the rewards, uh, ideally, are commensurate with the activities that you want to be doing. So it sounds like a really good thing. And there's some initial evidence that gamification can really motivate people. So like nursing homes would have, you know, walk the Himalayas or climb Mount Everest, or walk from New York to Los Angeles, where you could do virtual walks just by going on a treadmill, or around the building, or around the block, and you could see your progress, and you could work as a team, and, and play against other teams, and so increase uh, the competitive spirit, and it really can get people moving. There's a, a fantastic episode of the U.S. Um, the Office TV show where all the uh, the branches of Dunder Mifflin are competing for weight loss, and you can see the you know the what the branch is doing in Scranton, Pennsylvania to lose weight, including crazy diets, not eating, um, all sorts of dangerous things, because the, the thing that becomes most important is winning the competition. So that's the first danger, is that when you gamify something, you can get so into the points that you forget that the points are actually uh, proxies for something you really want. So in professional sports, we see this where, you know, people, kids start playing sports because they love the game and they love the competition and they love the camaraderie and the feeling and the practice and the getting better. And then they become professional and it's all about what are your stats and how much money you're making and how famous you are and what kind of endorsements you can get. And the joy goes out of it and they can start taking steroids that damage their bodies or, you know, cheating in other ways. You can see that the, the, the system of counting takes over. So I had this experience when I went on Strava. Strava is a fantastic app. It's a social network for athletes, specifically for runners, cyclists, swimmers, sort of triathlete types, where you can post your workouts to other athletes. And it's a great way to kind of keep people accountable and keep yourself accountable. So if you say, hey, I'm training for a marathon, and then people see on Strava that you're just walking it in or you're doing every two days, they can, they can call you out and say, hey, you know, and I got on Strava because of Josh Lajani, who told me about it, and I really enjoyed seeing my numbers rack up. And then when I was part of groups, the big change running club, which is now the sick to fit running club, and then I joined Missing Chins, and I wanted to be a leader. I wanted to show people, like, look, here, I'm really doing the work. I'm not just faking the funk. I'm putting in the miles. I'm putting in the effort. And the trouble was, at a certain point, I started getting injured. 
and I refused to back down on the miles and on the frequency of the runs because now the, the, the numbers were more important to me. My ego was wrapped up in my self-identity and my identity as someone who was a leader and someone who helped others was now wrapped up in this gamification, in showing people the points when the best thing to do, have done would have been no more running, get it checked out, do rehab, and then walk. And be okay with a 60-minute walk that only goes two and a half miles. That would have been mature, and it took me a long time to get to that place. And guess what? Once I did get to that place, nobody cared. Nobody paid nearly as much attention to my numbers as I thought they were. So that's one big danger of gamification, is that the points become more important than the thing itself, and we can, they can diverge so that we can be chasing points as opposed to the health or the fitness or the results that we want. It reminds me of something that I was told when I decided to um, become a teacher. And someone told me, you know, when, you, when you're working with, you know, this was, uh, I was going to be doing college teaching. And someone said, you know, you're going to have two different kinds of students. You're going to have students who want to learn and students who want A's. And they're rarely the same student. And your job is to make sure that the students who want A's learn and that the students who learn manage to get good grades. So it's that same thing. Do you want the grade or do you want the outcome? And I would say for most of us on our health journey, the outcome is what we want. So make sure you're constantly going back and saying, are these numbers reflective of what I want or have they diverged in some way that's likely to take me off track? A second danger of gamification is that we tend to gamify things that we're not good at yet. Right? We don't gamify, hey, I've tied my shoes in the morning, or, you know, I made my bed, unless making your bed is something that's new for you. But the things that we're already good at, we don't gamify because we're not trying to get better. So now we're gamifying cool things like going for that run or making a salad and having it every day for lunch. New stuff that we want to get into our routines. And that's great. The trouble is that we then can give more uh, importance to the new stuff than to the old boring things that we're already doing. And I was talking with my son who has this app where he gets to um, say what he wants to do and assign points to it. And he was joking, I'm sure, but he said, oh look, brushing my teeth is only one point. It's hardly even worth doing. <laughs> and he does brush his teeth and he has always brushed his teeth and he will continue to brush his teeth. He was making a humorous point that when we assign points to something, we tell ourselves, in effect, how important it is to us. So if we have a lifestyle that's already working in a lot of ways, I'm getting up on time, I'm doing my morning walk, yeah, maybe I want to do more, I'm having a good dinner, I'm uh, finding quality time with people I love, I'm sitting down to meditate, whatever that is, if that's already locked in, that gets, by definition, zero points and all the new stuff gets all the points and it becomes cool and glamorous and it's easy to start to let the other stuff slip a little bit because it's not new, it's not novel, it's not a change, it's not progress. So it's very important when we embark on any sort of gamification, any sort of new approach, new activity, new habit, new striving, new goal that we cherish. We take time to look at the things that we're good at and cherish them. There's another reason to do that because, you know, it's, I understand if you want to get better at something, one of the ways to do it is to 
become dissatisfied to say, oh, I've got to change, right? We think we don't change because we see the light. We change because we feel the heat. So the more heat we give ourselves, the more pressure we put on ourselves, the more dissatisfied we are, the more energy we have for that change. And so it's tempting to discount all the stuff we have locked in, all the good stuff, in order to focus on where we're lacking, where we need to put in all this effort. The cost of neglecting all the old stuff that we're good at is not just that we're likely to let go of it, we're in danger of letting go of it because it's not bright and shiny and new, but also we lose a lot of intel. Because if we want to know how to get good at making a salad for lunch, we might look at what's our recipe for brushing our teeth. Why do we do that every day? Why do I shave every day, even though the front doesn't look like it? Uh, why do I douse with a cold water bucket every morning? What are the, the, what is the recipe? What are the elements that allow me, that work for me to create a new habit? And I'm not going to get that by looking at someone else. I'm not going to get that from a podcast. I'm not going to get that off the shelf. I'm going to have to grow that. And the best place to figure out what my unique recipe is, is to look at the things that I'm doing well, appreciate them, and do a little bit of an assessment on them. So really bring those to the light. All that said, if you want to gamify, it's a great way to get started. But make sure that the game doesn't become more important than the goal. And the ideal is to take your goal, make sure it's a positive goal, and not just I want to not be sick or I want to not be fat, but to a goal that involves something that means something to you. I want to climb this mountain. I want to go on this trip. I want to um, run a mile in under 15 minutes. Some positive goal and use that as the thing that you're gamifying. So now week to week, you're going to look at if my goal is a 15 minute mile, I'm not just going to look at what's my number today, but also what's my trajectory and how do I feel? Is this run that's on my schedule that my coach gave me or that I got from this plan, is it likely to get me closer to that 15 minute mile or is it likely to maybe injure me and drop me back down away from it, even though on paper it's a gamified goal. So we can gamify, but let's not lose track of our big goals. Let's not lose track of our humanity and of all the things that we can't measure in numbers and objective rewards. Hope this is helpful. If it is, I would love for you to pass it on. If you could tell one other person about this podcast, guess what? In my mind, the math says if everyone did that, it would double, which would be cool, I guess. Um, if you would like to say thank you to me for uh, presenting all these podcasts and tips, there's a tip jar. Um, and that's at plantyourself.com slash gift. Um, these are trying times. And if you like the mission of the show and you want me to keep it going, that's a great way to, to say so. If you'd like to become a health coach, we're starting this coming Monday, May 20th, May 18th. The deadline really is May 20th, which is the first live call. And you can find out more and um, sign up for an enrollment interview at wellstartcoach.com. And if you'd like me to be your coach for a year, I have special pay-from-the-heart pandemic pricing. I can do it as low as $83 a month for unlimited 15-minute one-on-one calls. So if, if you're really struggling right now or you'd like to take your health behaviors to the next level, I can help you with that. Check it out at plantyourself.com laser. 
Thanks for watching, and as always, be well, my friends.